What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Stand Up to Sitting podcast. I am your host and chief energy officer, Jeremy Abramson. And guys, I am super, super pumped for today's show because we are bringing on one of my dearest and closest friends, Brooke Rosenblum. And Brooke is a transformational guide whose mission is to help others align with their unique gifts and empower them to bring their visions into reality. Damn, that's some powerful shit. Um, Brooke, welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Can you, can you like dive a little deeper? Because that intro, those two sentences like just <laughs> blew my mind. And I feel like I need to change my mission statement just from reading that. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, a lot of power there. Well, if you think of transformational guide, you think of the energy of transformation, it definitely has a lot of power. But to water it down a little bit, I'm also a holistic educator. So we got a lot of fancy tools here next to us, like a diffuser with some essential oils. We got some crystals, you know, all those magical things. So I work with a lot of these tools and implement them into the work that I do. Yeah, it's I love what you do. And it's Brooke and I, we met what, like maybe 18 months ago? Yeah. And that's definitely. Yeah. And, you know, we had some mutual friends. And at first I wasn't really familiar with any of this stuff, like essential oils, crystals. I thought it was all a little hokey and a a little weird, to be honest. But um, as I started spending more time with Brooke and using more of these tools, I understood the power that they have and how they can really calm your body if, if that's what you need or give you that energy or um, help you rest if you mm-hmm. use something like lavender. So thank you so much for like introducing that into my life because it was definitely a missing component. And I just want to know kind of how you got into this space because it is very niche. And was this something that you were always interested in as a kid in college? Like where did it begin? Yeah, I love that. Let's let's reel it back and go back into history a bit. So it did not actually start from when I was a kid, except for the fact that I've always been in love with being outdoors and playing outdoors. I have pictures of me climbing and my old banyan tree in front of my house. I used to like just go through all the branches and excavate the hell out of that thing. Probably was playing with rocks even then, but it did not necessarily start then because This group in Miami, it wasn't always like this in terms of having the wellness community that we have today. Mm. So really, there was zero exposure when it came to any of these holistic methods or tools. And it was really really due in part to my own healing process. So about the time that I left for college and I moved to New York around 18 was when I started to play with tarot cards and oracle cards and that's really where it began and that was kind of one of my gateways at least into the world of metaphysics which then became my greatest obsession and love in my early 20s and now I'm 29 so it's been a full-on decade. Can you talk a little bit you mentioned tarot cards Mm -hmm. what was the other name? Oracle. Oracle cards what exactly for those listening they may not be familiar with those terms can you just like Break it down. Yeah, an elevator, elevator pitch style. What exactly are those? What do they symbolize? Sure. They so they represent? are terms. Uh, so this is what I use for divination and kind of um, I don't see into the future. It's not like a crystal ball type of thing. I'm witchy in some ways, but not witchy like that. And these cards really are the greatest mirrors. And in using it like a tool, like you would a mirror and seeing reflections of your se- yourself, 
a tarot card is very set in terms of the amount of cards that are in a tarot deck and it has major arcana and minor arcana cards and there's a certain amount of each one and I'm not going to get into what those are because that's kind of irrelevant in terms of this definition but the oracle which is what we have here on the table in front of us it's more uh, it's more flexible because it doesn't matter how many mm. cards are within the deck and you can get into really cool different types of expression and really get a little bit more creative so we have you know I have decks with animal spirits earth magic and you know moon deck and all these things so you could get a little more creative but they're both great for the purpose of really having a reflection and a tangible reflection of what's happening within your subconscious realm yeah I think that's so important too because like I mentioned this was something I was completely unfamiliar with and I wasn't really open-minded to it so I would just encourage people out there listening especially the guys out there because we see this stuff and we're like this is feminine this is fucking weird like just have an open mind and an open heart because some of this shit is really interesting and it actually is crazy how relevant it pertains to our life and even the current situation that we're in yes. right now. Um, and you mentioned that you got into this whole scene about 10 years ago when you were going off to college in New York and you were trying to heal in some capacity can yes. you dive a little bit deeper into that absolutely so a little bit more about my journey I actually moved to New York to study at Hunter College and I was pursuing music and I wanted to really be a vocalist I already was a vocalist but I was aspiring to make that my profession but then it quickly turned into photography became my main profession that was about a year I was in college I was like honestly fuck this shit I don't really need to be here doing this and I thought I was going to go go to school of visual arts it's top five in the the country for photography and I got accepted but then things weren't working out because my brother was also going to go out of state to Penn State mm. and I was like this kid is the one that needs to go to college and now he's like off to law he's finished law school so super proud of him and I'm glad that I gave that up because it really opened up a lot of space and time for me to a, pursue my profession in photography, which I did a lot of and hit the ground running. But then at the same time, that's when I had a lot more time also to explore my inner realms. And that's when all of these magical tools kind of called to me just kind of by surfing the web, exploring New York City, you know, walking into metaphysical shops and, you know, these things just started to call to me. And it was so loud that I, I couldn't ignore it. And the more that I started to work with these tools and find a community online, I really was coming more home to myself. And when it, in regards to my healing journey, the healing journey has a lot to do with me surviving through major loss in my life. Uh, I've at a young age lost not only my mother really tragically, but had lost my cousin really tragically, my grandfather, and like the whole thing was just extremely intense but what is absolutely magical is through that story of loss I was able to transmute that pain and that suffering and agony all the fear and transmute that into my story of today where mm. I'm doing and living out my life's greatest purpose yeah it's it's one of the it's I admire you for a lot of things and a lot of qualities that you have and that's probably the number one on top of on top of the chart like the adversity you've overcome and the way you've bounced back and you've used it almost as fuel to like make those people that you lost proud like yes. to keep their legacy going which yes. is so beautiful and i'm just curious because there's so many people out there and i'm i 
personally for me, my biggest fear is losing one of my parents yeah. because I have a small family. They are not only my parents, but like they're my everything. They're my best friends. So I feel like if I lost one of them, I don't even know how I'd respond. Mm -hmm. Like I would, I would like to think like, yeah, I'd, I'd be strong and bounce back and all these things. But part of me thinks I'd be so destroyed. Like I don't even know what I would do. So for anyone out there listening who is currently dealing with tragedy, struggle, loss, any of those types of trauma and pain, what are a couple things, a couple pieces of advice you'd give them to kind of get through that and totally. overcome it for the benefit of good like you have? For sure. So I would say first what not to do has a lot to do with what I did throughout my adolescent years because the biggest tragedy for me was the loss of my mother and um, I'm not going to get too deep into it right now so that I can stay on, on point, but that happened at 11, which is, for those that are into numerology, big gateway number. And that was a very transformative time for me is coming into a young woman and I didn't have her presence. So something that really helped me was at least having one uh, one woman in my life, at least that was a friend instead of, because I have two older sisters that I look up to, up to for everything and they've always been such solid support system for me. But having a friend that was there almost like a therapist would be because I actually did not choose, to, I opted to not go to therapy. I, it really just wasn't the right thing for me, but it is the right thing for many people. So seek help in the way that you need it. And having one person that was there for me rock solid through all my ups and downs, because I, like I said, my adolescent years were a little crazy. I, it was like sex, drugs, and rock and roll for me. And especially being here in Miami, I had a access to a lot of things and a lot of people, and there was a lot of oddities and weird things that were going on. So thankfully, by the time I moved to New York, a lot of that was out of my system, and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going too crazy in the city. It was more about me coming home to myself. So, a definitely having the support system that you need, and you know, beyond your family, having somebody that's near and dear to you that you can feel safe with to process mm -hmm. is super important. Uh, and then in terms of the tools that I work with, having things that are practical like essential oils is super pivotal to my day-to-day -day existence. So crystals are a little bit more in the subtle energy realm and harder to work with for those that are not attuned already to working with their subtle energy. So that's why I would point more towards the, the essential oils. It's super practical and everybody, regardless of whether they've had a lot of experience or none, are going to have an effect on that. So going, going more into focus on working with a tool like that, and then also nature, our mm. greatest, greatest gift nature of medicine. Always <laughs> yeah. <wins. laughs> so, you know, getting outdoors more instead of locking yourself inside all the time because it's very easy to become recluse and to hermit, you know, when you're hurting. But um, I'm not saying go out and party necessarily because that's numbing out. Yeah. And I don't want anybody to have to numb out when they're in pain. Is that what it was for you, you think? It was 100% like about me numbing out when I was talking about like sex, drugs, and rock and roll yeah. lifestyle. Yeah, 100% about numbing out because I didn't know how to cope. Right. I didn't know. I mean, it's, it's such a young age, like you said, such a pivotal point in your life. Mm -hmm. So we're not, we're taught a lot of things in school, but dealing with trauma, like these practical things that we have to deal with in mm -hmm. our lives we're not really there's no rule book and 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 lessons on how to deal with this so for, sure. for you to share i think is so huge and to empower others and to really give them access to you and i know when you're coaching people and, and talking with people working with these tools i'm sure that's something that you're also working with is 
helping them get over these self-limiting beliefs, these pain points for them, yeah? I don't even want to say get over, but get through. Yeah, get through. Get I, through. I, when I said it, I was like, <laughs> that's not the right word. This is because the way that I look at grief, specifically with grief, is it's this one point. And then instead of it dissolving necessarily because it never goes away, you're always going to have waves of sadness and grief that come up through different triggers in life. But it's like your life grows around that mm. point. So it's more about moving through it so that your life can continue to blossom and you can continue to flourish. And like I said, transmute that pain and transmute and transform that energy into something much more powerful because it's like, fuck, we all have a story, right? Yeah. And if we can really utilize that story to, you know, propel us into our purpose more, then, you know, we'd have a lot less people like floundering around, like wondering, what the fuck do I do with my life? It's like, yeah. you already know inside you. Yeah. And I think a, a couple of things I've observed based on the online community that, I kn that I'm more most familiar that you're involved with is the doTERRA one, which mm -hmm. is huge. And just having that community where you feel like you're not alone. Yeah. Like you mentioned, like having that person in your corner to have your back to support you is so crucial. And we live in a time where, yeah, you might not have that person right next door to you, but phone a friend, like reach mm -hmm. out to people. Don't yes. like it, it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. And if you need help, please seek it out. And another thing I noticed with the group that you interact with online is a lot of these women, I know they're getting through different things in life, right? And it seems like so many of them are dependent, almost, I, I don't wanna, I don't wanna speak out of turn, but almost over dependent on the oils. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I really love about you is that you implement all types of wellness yeah. into your lifestyle. It's movement, it's nutrition, it's of course the oils, but it's this whole 360 approach that I feel like a lot of people in the oil community aren't necessarily taking. Mm -hmm. Can you just talk a little bit about your movement practice and other things that you incorporate on a day-to-day -day basis? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I do fear that a lot of people that get into any kind of company like doTERRA that it becomes their end-all be-all and it's not that I am 100% doTERRA because I am 100% doTERRA forever 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 but uh, even though I use it every day it wasn't the first thing I started with like I mentioned and it wasn't it's not like the cards are like my end-all be-all either in terms of the tarot and oracle cards it started a lot with nutrition because I used to work for a company called Organic Avenue in New York City, and I worked my way up from the bottom uh, all the way to being a GM, which was a really amazing experience for me. So that was a plant-based uh, lifestyle company, and you you know had a lot of like grab-and-go options with smoothies and salads and things mm. like that. So I was very immersed in that plant-based vegan community for a while and really loved it. It opened a lot of doors for me. I met a lot of really dope people that expanded my mind and my heart. So I, I'm always thankful to them and that experience of my life. So nutrition was a big part of it. And especially coming again from a place where I didn't have any guidance with like health food or metaphysical tools growing up, it was all so exciting for me and thrilling that it became my everything. So that was the first kind of first base, you know, is nutrition. And then with movement, I have to say that I got more more intentional with my movement and really expanded upon what movement meant for me besides, let me just 
pack my gym bag and go to the fucking gym and like right. lift some weights or get on cardio. Like that's just so basic to me now, you know, yeah. and I have to thank you so much for really introducing me to animal flow. And, and even though I was had a little bit of exposure to it, I wasn't into it and implementing it into my day to day. So movement, regardless of whether I'm hitting the gym or sweating every day, th- my baseline always is to at least stretch every day throughout the day. Yeah. So that that is super important. So as a holistic educator, it is super important for me to not focus only on one tool when it really you have to look at the whole person and use all the tools <laughs> that we exactly. have available to us. <laughs> no, yeah, hundred percent. It's always it's always fun to it's always fun to move with you, even though we haven't we've both been kind of traveling and, and doing amazing things the last couple months, but we'll definitely get a movement session in this weekend. And it's always fun to kind of see your progressions. And like you said, by the way, how's your knee feeling? A little bit better, a little bit better, but it's not a hundred percent. And I know it's because I like need to lose like two pounds. (laughs) Okay. We'll we'll talk, we'll talk later. We need to move. I literally like, I don't see you for two months and then this is what happens. (laughs) Um, yeah, but it's so key. And I, I think also I think about like coaches Mm -hmm. and educators, trainers, and I feel like a lot of times we neglect ourselves Mm -hmm. like we're so busy giving and adding value to other people that oftentimes we're giving from an empty cup Mm -hmm. and i feel like i've been guilty of that in the recent past and it's one thing that i'm really trying to improve on myself is like every morning regardless of the time like i have to get 10 or 15 minutes hydration movement because i know how chaotic the days can get so guys we talk about this all the time but really committing to a morning practice and having those first 30 to 60 minutes really mapped out and having a consistent approach where you know that you're addressing your basic needs. So that leads me into asking, what does your first 30 to 60 minutes look like? Absolutely. Because I know you have a pretty sophisticated morning routine, yeah? We're about to find out. Yeah, right? Tell (laughs) us about it. And it's always evolving, as it should, because... We're evolving beings and we're always changing and growing. So have fun with it. You can listen to what mine is. You can listen to what Jeremy's is, but it's like, just use it as inspiration. Experiment. Experiment and see what works for you. And you're going to have to switch things up depending on how much time you have each day as well. You know, so I'm thinking of like parents out there who have a super chaotic schedule and I can't relate to that, but it's like, I'm a cat mom, but (laughs) you know, my mood just like waits for me. (laughs) I'll do like whatever. You're a dog mom too. Don't sell yourself short. Don't sell Shout yourself. Out to buddy. I know, Bud's the best. All right. So when I start my morning, what's really important for me first thing is to not grab the fucking phone. Yeah. <laughs> Please, <laughs> people, do yourself a favor. So keeping on an airplane mode from the night before, uh, not turning on my phone, and that way I can possibly meditate for even 10 minutes. And that could look like me sitting in front of my altar that's next to my bed and sitting on the floor in a you know, nice seated position and breathing. I can do a guided meditation. I could do a silent meditation. You could focus on your breath, whatever you need to do. I sometimes even just sit in bed and focus on meditation. So those first few moments are really still quiet time. I'm integrating into my morning in that way. And that way my heart rate is not like through the roof the second I'm waking up. And I'm also 
in my energy field. And that's why I started with saying, don't just grab your phone right away. Mm. Cause I am definitely somebody who's done that more than enough in my lifetime. So that's been a huge thing for me. Then once I am out of bed, I already have, uh, my stainless steel, uh, bottle nearby my bed and it already has water in it so it's room temp i have 16 ounces of room temp water i probably have one or two essential oils in there you know something nice and bright like citrus and then i go ahead and i stretch my mat is already out on the floor in front of my bed as well so everything is centralized right there it's like in my field i'm seeing it and i brush my teeth classic and then if I have time, I go ahead and I make myself a nice bulletproof coffee and the rest of the day is I love that. jolly. <laughs> actually, actually, out of everything you said, the one thing that stood out to me mm-hmm. uh, is that you actually were preparing for your morning the yes. previous night. Yeah. And I think that's really key because, again, we wake up, we might not be at our sharpest mentally, and we're naturally going to be rushing and trying to get a bunch of things done. So preparing... a Preparing the start of your day the previous night, whether it's getting your clothes ready that you're going to wear or preparing your water. I do the same thing. Um, And maybe writing like a a piece of gratitude or intention. So that way you're waking up with the right mindset. And I think that's so key to what you said. So if there's like, let's say you have 10 minutes, you slept through your alarm and you you can't get through everything. What are like the two non-negotiables that you have to do? Water. Water. And brushing my teeth <laughs> really? <laughs> because you know what the stretching can be done at any time okay so that's why it's not a non-negotiable the coffee is not a non-negotiable for me i only drink one a day um and i forgot to mention the morning tonic you're so into the morning tonic too that's it. actually before the coffee this that's shows after about the water you. before the coffee shows about i know you. but you know what i'm talking about of and if for those who don't can i tell them about it yes go ahead so please you want to you want to get some warm water not too hot but warm enough and then you're going to add about a tablespoon to two of apple cider vinegar. I like to call it ACV, but I don't know why a lot of people don't know ACV. So apple cider vinegar. They will soon. They will soon, right? And then a little bit of a sprinkle of pink Himalayan salt and then um, lemon. Mm. Lemon. So either like scre- squeeze some fresh lemon or you can get the lemon juice in a bottle and, you know, just add also a teaspoon of that. It's fine. Yeah. So... Guys, a, a, a couple of the reasons behind why that's what we have in the morning is the salt, especially like pink Himalayan salt, really make sure it's coming from a good source because there's a lot of um, polluted, like yes. toxic plastics in some mm-hmm. salts. So really, really dive deep because if these are things you're putting into your body, we really need to set that intention. Be mindful because each thing that we put in our body has an effect. So the salt is great because it has over 60 minerals and it helps with water retention. So especially summertime or if you're in a warm climate and you're sweating, you're sweating out all that fluid, Mm -hmm. but the salt helps retain more of that water. And then the lemon and apple cider vinegar are great for aiding digestion and metabolism. So that's a great remedy. First thing in the morning, like... You so good for you, yeah. your entire body. And um, I would, again, like to say that that's not a non-negotiable, but sometimes I have to go without it when I'm in a rush. And same thing with meditating. I could do it later in the day as long as I carve out time for it, either in the middle of my day or sandwiched at the end of the day, too. Yeah. There's no wrong time. I'm guilty, that. actually, of not prioritizing brushing my teeth in the morning. <laughs> I'll just take a couple swigs of mouthwash, and I'm like, 
shit, I'm good to go. No. And then, and then at <laughs> night, at night, I'm very diligent. You're I'm like, diligent about it. Okay, yeah, like okay, if I didn't brush that fine. morning, I'll go like three to four minutes. I'll give it a good floss and I'll feel a little better about myself. Um, <laughs> I just fun. love my toothbrush. Burst oral care. Burst. Yeah, I got to give are, them a shout they, out. Are, are you getting are you getting paid to say no, this? No, but right, I We don't I have any it. sponsors to the show. We care about the user right? experience. Right? <laughs> All right. Um, and wow. Yeah, we, I mean we could go we could we could go a lot of directions with that. But I want to know um because your life has taken a lot of twists and turns and when you were 11 you yeah. lost someone super instrumental into your life in your life and i'm just wondering like since that time like the last 18 years or so is there been one person or a group of people that have maybe been role models or inspired you in a really strong powerful way Absolutely. because because like you said you can't do it on your own yeah we all need the community it right. takes a village so let's see so i would say one of the communities that was and still is extremely instrumental in my healing and influential just in my life in general was my women's group that I was mm. a part of. I, I'm no longer with the group itself. I think it may have actually dissolved as of last, last year, but the relationships are still extremely strong. And I speak with these women all the time. But when I was, again, surfing the internet, I was actually at Organic Avenue. And I'm sorry to anybody that's like higher up that one day may listen to this. I was on the computer at work uh, killing some time. And I found, I found one of the most magical people and her name is Alexandra Schuler. And she was under the pen name of Wild Woman Speaks at the time. And she had just started literally like a month or two before the women's group that I became a part of. And I remember running home and being so excited to dive in. And I went in like the full annual cost. I was like, fuck it. I need this in my life. And I just knew that I really was searching for that without even knowing about it. I think I had journaled a few months prior about something about wanting one friend in my life in New York. And lo and behold, no, those people weren't in New York City at the time, but over the years, I've gotten to not only meet all of them, I went on six retreats with them. I became, I became the person that was documenting all the retreats. Mm -hmm. So I did all the photography. And to this day, I still go out of my way. I mean, I've even driven several hours to not only stay with Allie at her house once in Vermont when she was when she used to live there and then she moved and now she's there again. And I've driven hours to go see a friend that was in North Florida that's here, Amber Rose. And, you know, so it's like those relationships have been everything to me. So that was one of the, the biggest things for me in my early 20s, mid 20s, in terms of my transformation and having some place where I felt seen and heard and valued in community and taking it from online to offline. Mm. Super huge. But that's huge. I also need to give shout outs to the women that are in my life today as my role models and mentors. So one of them that has been with me this last year, and I've taken like four of her programs, I did one-on-one -on -one mentoring with her, is Raquel of Soul Star Medicine. I uh, also have to give a shout out to Kim, Citrine, and Sage. Kim Camuso. <laughs> Kim Alexander, I love she you better so be much. <laughs> love you so much, mama. And uh, yeah, I mean, and even, you know what, Alexandra Roxo, she runs something called Moon Club. So I've been a part of that. And even though I haven't worked one-on-one -on -one with her, uh, I've kind of indirectly worked with her through her programs and offerings. And I love Moon Club. It's really cool. It's an online community. And anybody, well, I think it's women only at, the p at this point in time. But 
as you know, I've been doing moon circles out of my home and it's been for both men and women because the conscious dudes need a place too. Like Yo, I love you guys. I'm so glad. This this <laughs> this is this is by the way, this is my favorite part about like doing interviews on a podcast because I come in and I'm like, okay, these are points I want to hit on and then they all seem to naturally just come in mm -hmm. naturally into the conversation and it just flows. I love As it. As it should. So, so what I was going to mention, it's funny because I had this conversation um, with Sarah and with Maria on the show. It seems like ever since a couple years ago, I think it was, that the Me Too movement started. Right. And women's empowerment became this huge movement here. And... I think it's beautiful and like for your experience it's 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 helped you tremendously and I know mm -hmm. so many women have benefited from these type of groups these type of organizations and now I feel like we're at the place where men need to get more involved because so many women have experienced trauma abuse pain violence from men in their lives whether it's their father or a spouse a partner whoever it may be and I feel like there's almost this distance and separation like like guys almost feel I don't want to say unwelcomed mm -hmm. but we need to get we need to integrate more totally and it starts I think vulnerability is huge and and mm -hmm. Brooke knows Brooke knows like a couple it was probably almost a month a month back now that after I finished part one of gratitude training I called Brooke and I or we met up and I was like yo I just need to talk to you real quick and I, I spoke to her and I like broke down crying because I communicated something to her. Basically, uh, basically, like I was feeling guilt, like asking mm -hmm. her to help me for things, mm -hmm. help, help me with different projects and stuff like that. I felt like I was consuming her time and I felt guilty asking and I didn't want to feel guilty anymore. Mm -hmm. And I expressed that to her and I was like, guilt keeps popping up in my life and I really want to get rid of this feeling because mm -hmm. it's negative energy mm -hmm. and it doesn't serve anyone. Yeah. So I feel like I've been stepping into my vulnerability more these last few months and it feels fucking amazing and so liberating. Yes. So what can men do to make women feel safe, I guess? Right. I guess that's like the number one priority. Yeah. Huh. That's a heavy one to answer. <laughs> So that's what you I, get here on the right? stand up to sitting <laughs> podcast. Heavy <laughs> shit. Let's oh go. Gosh. All right. So the vulnerability piece is is huge. And being able to effectively communicate, please. Wait, can you do that again? <laughs> again. That was just that was flowing. <laughs> effectively communicate. <laughs> Switch it up a little bit. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so yeah, really communicate and be clear with your communication, be intentional with the way that you communicate, because it's not always about the vulnerability, but it's the strength that it takes to be vulnerable. Exactly. So really focusing on that and that that piece with really the strength is like that's what has us feeling safe. And I think of like what it, what it is when I'm with my partner, like why do I feel safe with him? And it has a lot with it has a lot to do with how we effectively communicate with one another. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think. I think it's it's one of those just misconceptions that, you know, concealing our emotions and, and hiding our thoughts is a sign of strength, like mm -hmm. not crying. None, like the, these type of emotions are signs of weakness. Um, 
And what happens, and I know this has happened with me in the past, is like I've let these emotions and thoughts boil over. And then how that manifests later is resentment, anger, frustration, like all these negative emotions. And then you end up sabotaging yourself. You sabotage your relationships. Exactly. Because all these pent up ideas and emotions and you just fucking explode. Yep. So I think effective communication is is so key and really practicing just honest communication. Like that's huge. Like being able to give feedback. Yeah. Like, hey, Brooke, do you mind if I just give you some feedback right now? And doing that, giving that feedback in a constructive way where you're not being critical, you're not condescending. And then on the other side, being able to accept that feedback without your ego feeling shattered. Yeah, don't take it so fucking personally. Like people it's are all sh- good. <laughs> exactly. And like knowing that it's for your best interest. Yes. I'm being honest with you because I care about you. Like mm-hmm. I care about this relationship. Mm-hmm. So I think communication, like you mentioned, I mean, it's probably the number one thing. It's and major key, baby. Yeah. And shout out to Rob. <laughs> Robert Perucci, I love you so much. <laughs> shout out, Rob. What what would you say? What would you say? Because I know you've been in a fair share like all of us, we've, we've kind of been in relationships, things have worked, things haven't worked. Mm-hmm. What do you think has been kind of like the pillar to Rob and yours relationship? Like how long has it been? S- six mm-hmm. months? <laughs> it's so weird. I mean, we, we say that we've officially started our relationship in the mid of April. Oh, really? Yeah, which is so fresh, but it's like, it's laughable because there's so many different points that him and I have had like you know, connection, and there's been these crossroads and intersections, and uh, we started seeing each other again this last October, Yeah, uh, and it's grown into what it's become of is, like, we are a couple, and we're going to do the fucking damn thing <laughs> as of April, but we even started to intimately connect three years ago, but we've been best friends for nine. Yeah. <laughs> It's been a it's been a long journey, and the, the thing... Do you, well, really hold on, hold on, yeah. I want to interrupt you, yeah. sorry. Do you think that is something... It's kind of a common pattern I'm noticing mm-hmm. recently that people are getting into relationships with people that they were friends with in the past right. and they knew knew each other. They were familiar with each other. They had that comfort there. They had that trust there. Right. So I'm wondering, like, all of a sudden I'm thinking, like, wait a second. This, th- this isn't a coincidence. No, not at all. So talk about that a little bit in sure. terms of how that previous friendship has helped in this more romantic relationship absolutely uh and it'll also answer the other question of like what has been like our pillars you know um of our foundation and our strength so yeah i think there there is no mystery to that and why that works it's because over time you build trust and i was on a hike with him this weekend and i was recounting with him that i think it's just so special and i wouldn't want to have it any other way that i'm with somebody romantically that i have all these memories with And he was like, yeah, of course, that's nice. He's like, but for me, it actually has to do with the fact that I know you so well in and out. And he's like, there's less mystery. He's like, of course, we're always evolving and growing and transforming and changing. But he's like, but we've been growing up together. And he's like, I know you. And there's no mystery with that. And I I know your quirks. And I know how to work with you and handle you. And I'm like, yeah, of course, you know, (laughs) he's the best. And it's just like, that familiarity and having that sense of feeling like you're home with somebody is is like nothing else. So 
when it comes to like the pillars, it's like, yeah, really knowing that I'm seen by somebody. And I was mentioning with the women's group, like I was lacking that in terms of women's relationships in my relationships with women in my life at that time. But I had a lot of guys around all the time growing up. I don't know if it was because I was a tomboy or I just like felt more comfortable with dudes. But it's like with him specifically, it's like I always felt heard. I always felt seen and I always felt valued. And that's really like there's nothing more you can ask for in an intimate relationship, but with any relationship. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Even like the limited interaction I've had with him, I feel like <laughs> just communicating with him. He's very good at making eye contact. Totally. And yeah, it's like he's invested in the conversation. He really is. And it's crazy. <laughs> it's just crazy because I feel like so, especially today, um, there's so many relationships that are like surface level, yeah. like where you never actually discover who your partner is. Maybe, maybe it's cause like you don't have those conversations, you don't communicate effectively. And it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things that for me, I'm still like learning and I'm trying to really practice effective communication and being a hundred percent invested with my energy, with my presence, because I feel like that's so powerful. Like you are heard, you matter, you're worthy. Like, tell me what's on your mind. And yeah, I think that's, I think that's really dope what you guys are creating. And hopefully we can get his ass to Miami soon. Oh, him and I have a lot of things to look forward to. He's moving down here in the new year. Oh, let's go. Come to me, babe. I'm let's ready. We're ready for you. <laughs> let's get it. Let's okay. Go. Um, I wanna I wanna talk a little bit about because this is health and wellness, and yeah. I, we've already dove deep into that, but I wanna know if, for instance, like with the people that you that you coach, that you have calls with, mm -hmm. what does a protocol look like obviously it's a case-by-case -case basis everyone is extremely unique in their needs uh is there something that you have kind of figured out that's part of the formula you have that have that you've seen benefit from right yeah, I, yeah. I would I love to you. know because i'm always trying to get better as a coach and i would love to add you know you have such a great energy and your connections are so strong so i know i can learn from you thank you talk to me appreciate that um, something that was just on my mind from everything that we just spoke about, I want to mention to everybody, to be an effective communicator, you have to really communicate also effectively with yourself. So really carving out time, whether that's, you know, journaling or, you know, even just like taking one locks <laughs> by yourself and like thinking things through and not getting too stuck in the mind and like understanding the difference from your intuition, which really comes from your heart or maybe the pit of your stomach really understanding the difference with intuition and when you're like just stuck in monkey chatter. So I can even help with time uh, when I'm in practice with, with people. Either they can hire me through services individually like just for card readings or just for sound healings, just for an energy healing session, but energy healing sessions with me do involve crystals, oils, sound healing, kind of is like a little bit of everything in there. Yeah. But um, if if they're or you know really wanting to work with me for just one of those singular services, that is possible. But I also have one-on-one -on -one mentoring, where of course over you know over time I can utilize all those tools. But it's a three-month mentoring program where in the beginning it's going to be much more about diving deep and peeling back the layers and really understanding what is going on beneath the surface. And that is very much why I started using tools like reading tarot and oracle cards because I wanted to know like what 
what was kind of like in the hidden sphere, even though it might be obvious to me, it's only more obvious when I have that tangible form of something to like see in my damn face, like, oh, okay, this is what's been happening, this is what's going on, and it's really affirming. So to help others see clearly uh, what it is that they've been going through and maybe like shifting the mindset of this happened for me instead of to me, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> so the major. Langu language is so <laughs> so key. important. We were talking about that. We were talking about that, like how just shifting your context creates a whole different narrative for your life. Totally. Like, I mean, simple things like I get to drive to work. Yes. Like that's dope that you have an automobile yeah. to take yourself to work. That's dope that you have a job that helps support your life and your lifestyle. Instead of looking at all these things as a chore, right? Like looking at them as a privilege and a privilege, gift. Privilege, yes. And then, I mean, you on a grand scale have taken that to the whole next level because with all the trauma and all the tragedy and all the events that have taken place in your life, you could have easily had the approach like pity, feel bad for me, make totally. excuses, right? Totally, and that victimization. Yeah, <laughs> and but like you you took ownership yes. and you took accountability, which is huge. Um, so guys, and, and make sure, make sure to check out today's show notes because we're going to link to all of Brooks, her website, her social media. So definitely reach out to her. She is super responsive and happy to talk to you about anything. She's one of the kindest and most generous people I know. And one of the best listeners, too. So if there's something on your mind and you want to talk about it, make sure to check out the links in the show notes. OK, and I want to uh, I want to finish up. With some rapid fire questions, these are fun and I don't <laughs> want you to think about it too much. That's the That's key. They're rapid fire. Let's do this. OK, so number one, favorite emoji. Ooh, hearts, all of them. Mm, spread love. Biggest pet peeve? Oh, God, I don't know right now. I'm actually really, I try to stay calm a lot of the time, so I don't know. I'll have to come back to that one if there really is one. Quote or mantra that you live by? Mm, there's one uh, in regards to universal responsibility that I have on my wall. I don't remember word by word, but it's by the Dalai Lama, and I hang it up on my wall because I need to come back to my purpose every day mm. and remember how to serve. It all goes back to having those conversations with yourself, like you said. Yeah. Like coming back to your purpose, coming back to your mission and what you're trying to create in this world. Uh, book or movie that has impacted you the most? Ooh, lots of books. Uh, I like movies too, but more on the books. Um, wow, there's a few on vibrational healing. You can give chakras. a couple names. Yeah, vibrational healing through the chakras. There's another book called Earth that I love. Um, Who, who's Earth? Earth? Who's the author? I think Barbara Marciniak. Okay. Um, and then uh, Women Who Run With the Wolves. That's a really um, popular one. Really great book. Um, my God, there's so many. Ooh, Biology of Belief. Biology? Oh, I love that name. Who's that by? Biology of Belief is by Bruce Lipton. Um, Sweet. Really good. And A Holographic Universe. Right. I don't remember right. who that's I'm by at the moment. I'm <laughs> writing these down because <laughs> I have a lot of long flights coming up, and I'm always looking to up my reading game. Yes. Um, and what are you most grateful for right now in this moment? I'm so grateful for my health, grateful for the love in my life and all of the abundance of opportunity. 
Hell yeah. And I'm so excited. I love that. That's so beautiful. I'm excited for, I guess what I'm most grateful for is the relationships I have. Yes. Like I'm realizing the amazing people I have in my life and I'm so committed to never taking any of them for granted because I see how special that is. And it's something that we talk about all the time is your environment is so key. So if you feel like you're not surrounded by the most optimal people, if you feel like maybe they're holding you back or they're not supporting you and they, they don't want to grow with you, then guys, it's really time to take action because these are things that you have control over. You can't pick your parents. You can't pick your brother and sister, but you have full autonomy over who you spend your time with. Okay, so I really want to call the action that you evaluate those people in your life who you're spending time with. Who are you listening to? Who are you taking advice from? And, and maybe it's time to take inventory and shift. Shift your relationships and take them to the next level. And I know I said we were ending, but um, I had one more question I wanted to ask you. Shoot. What is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Yeah, definitely. So I would say if I think of also the worst, it had a lot to do with someone telling me that I couldn't do both photography and energy healing as a business. So I said, fuck them. I made it work <laughs> and I'm yeah. making it work to this day. I was out in New York shooting this weekend. I had two photo shoots and then I'm coming back here and I'm always going to be studying metaphysics and I have my whole brand with May the Courts Be With You and I love it more than anything. But when, it, when I circle that back around, to the greatest advice. It's more of like a statement than it is advice. And my dad has a lot to say all the time, but one of his Rosenblumisms is, uh, <laughs> has a lot to do with having the insatiable thirst. And when I think of what that means to him and what it has really trickled down into my heart and my soul and my being has a lot to do with why I have such a fire and a passion when it comes to doing the work that I do and, and serving others and having this purpose, it's really that insatiable thirst. Like nothing is gonna get in my way and nothing's gonna stop me. Nothing's gonna bring me down. And that's why I'm loyal as fuck to like my, the people in my life, the work mm. I do, everything. Yeah, guys, and especially like, I'm super inspired obviously by everything that Brooke does and everything she's talked about. Like you have fucking crushed this show. Oh my God. Like, you've made my job so easy. I, that, this is why I love interviews. Like, it's amazing. Especially it's a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, we're best fucking friends. So, yeah, like, couldn't have more fun than this. Yeah. We were basically catching up because we hadn't talked intimately, like, in a long time. So, this was awesome. And I want to give you an opportunity. Tell us a little bit more about, like, where we can find you. Yes. How to connect with you. Where you spend the most time. And, um, and yeah, I, I want people, guys, I really, I, like I said, I want you to take action and reach out to Brooke because she's so powerful and she can really help you in so many ways. So go ahead. Thank you, Jer. So I travel a lot. My dad always calls me the world traveler <laughs> and I, I do like to travel as much as possible as do you. So kudos to that. But I'm a lot between New York and Miami as of right now. But um, I think once my partner moves here, maybe I'll only be going to New York like a couple times. I still have some of my family up there. So shout out to my, my niece, Stella Rose. I love you. Um, but yeah, you can find me online all the time, every day. Please find me at my website, maythecourtsbewithyou.com. And that's not courts like, like a judge courts. It's like courts like Crystal. 
<laughs> Sometimes if you look at that. Q U A R T Z. Quartz. <laughs> quartz. May, May the, the quartz, quartz be, be with, with you. you. Where else? What's your <laughs> What's your Instagram? Instagram handle is M T Q B W Y. I don't expect you to type that whole thing out in Instagram. So go ahead, call to action. Please go ahead. I'm gonna at some point uh, post a photo of Jeremy and I, or even a picture of the Stand Up to Sitting podcast when I know that this is launching. Go ahead and leave me a comment, please, because. I want to connect, so go ahead, leave me one of those colored heart emojis, or go ahead and tell me what you're grateful for today. Ooh, yeah. I love that. And I, I usually do the sign-off today, um, but can you do a little sing-off as we sign off mm -hmm. for today's show? Yeah, for sure. Let's get it. Stand up to sitting, all of my friends, you want to be healthy every day, <laughs> and that's the win. <laughs> Let's get it. Thank you so much for tuning in, fam. I'm so stoked about this conscious community that we continue to cultivate at such a high level. Mm -hmm. You already know what time it is. It's time to take ownership of your life and stand up to sitting.